Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He's the Attorney General of the great state of Texas. He's the Attorney General of my state. It's Ken Paxton. Ken, how are you? Good to see you. I am doing really well. Thanks for having me back. You are doing really well. So I'm on the air yesterday. I got a notification from your office. I got a text that said, you're going to want to see this lawsuit that Ken Paxton just uh, that just filed. And I, and I looked through it, asked him on the air, you know, doing other stuff. And I was like, wow, this is really a big deal. Um, you got a couple of lawsuits going on. You just told me before we started, how many have you sued? How many lawsuits against Biden so far? Yeah, a little over 40. So I think it's 41. And some days I, I lose track, but I think it's right at 41, 42. Are most of them about the border? Uh, like 15, 16 of them about the border, the re- but it's still, they're all about the Constitution, about whether a president can just make up the law either through agency action or through some type of executive order. In a very general sense, Ken, do you find this president trying to circumvent the Constitution a lot? Uh, he's the he's probably premier of all presidents we've ever had. What is that? Is, you, is it your feeling, and maybe this is just philosophical, that he's trying to, or whoever's running the joint, I'm not sure that it's Joe Biden, whoever it is that's running central government, they think central government should should have power over the states when you and I both know the founders wanted the states to have the power and the federal government to have limited powers. Yeah, they disdain the Constitution because it gives the people the power, not them, and they're doing everything they can every day to take that power back to a few people where they control what's going on as opposed to giving it to the people. That is that is fundamentally, it's no different than what happens in Venezuela, China. Most countries in the world operate that way, and we have people in power right now. That's the way they operate, and that's what they're hoping for, is to work around this little inconvenience called the Constitution. Uh, it's uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton, great state of Texas. When it comes to guns, the Second Amendment doesn't mean much to those on the left. Uh, they're already protected by good guys with guns. They don't care. This is the, the same left that used to, try to stop black people from having Second Amendment rights. And, of course, Republicans fought hard to make sure that they had the same rights. When it comes to guns today, no matter where the shooting happens, it's always a bad guy who's got a gun and he shouldn't have one. We find out through his history he's got some criminal record that that should have prohibited him from having a gun. They go somewhere they know is a gun-free zone. They attack and harm innocent people who can't defend themselves. And the central government then says, we should restrict guns even more. Can't, maybe again, maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am, but bad guys don't follow laws. It's against the law to go to Michigan State and kill people. It's against the law to go to El Paso and kill people. Um, so they don't really care about laws, but new laws, according to the central government, should be brought up when it comes to guns. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it it is the most, I don't know how to say this. It's the dumbest argument ever to say that we need to restrict gun ownership because somebody decided to kill somebody with a gun if they're going to kill people, they're not going to follow gun laws. So why would you take the guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens who then can't protect themselves from the guy that just decided he was going to kill somebody? It makes, I mean, it, they make this argument, and, and people, I think, get used to hearing it and believing it, but it's the most ludicrous argument out there from the left. And right now, this administration is trying to what? Expand registration and also limit uh, stabilizing braces? What is this all about? I know that you sued them over this, but what is this? Yeah, so they're looking for every opportunity to limit and restrict gun ownership and the ability of people to own guns. So in this case, we're talking about a stabilizing brace that allows people to more accurately shoot a pistol. So now suddenly the the, the ATF is going to require that you register. And if you don't register the right way in a certain amount of time, you can be a, a felon and go to jail for like 10 years for just getting a stabilizing brace. This is completely unconstitutional. It is what I call a workaround to the Constitution. This is what they constantly do. They create workarounds so that they can basically violate our um, uh, constitutional rights with a little regulation. 
But the thing is, it says shall not be infringed. And clearly, the Second Amendment is infringed constantly. Um, why is it, do you think, that we've allowed for this? And I know, again, another broad uh, broad question, but my good friend Ted Nugent, who's on the NRA Board of Directors, says we shouldn't have any paperwork at all. Shall not be infringed means something. And if the bad guys know that Ken or Joe might have a gun, they're, they're less apt to try something. So why do we go through all these hoops? Why have we allowed that over the years, do you think? Look, it's the big government. Uh, the, the, the founders were worried about this very thing, which was they didn't want the government to have an advantage over the citizens because they, they wanted the citizens to be able to protect themselves in case the government became abusive and, and overreaching. And in this case, we've got an overreaching, abusive government that is doing exactly what the founders anticipated, which was trying to make sure they're the only ones that can use weapons. And unfortunately, that's the direction that's, that, that the Biden administration is taking us. And that's why states like Texas and others are fighting back. Well, there's a reason why there, there isn't this gigantic registry of gun owners. I've got five guns not far from where I sit. The government shouldn't be allowed to know that. I shouldn't have to register that and, and make a, not, a notification that if a tyrant wants to come and get my guns, he knows I have five and he knows where to go and get them. That doesn't make any sense. Quite literally, and they keep making the argument about shooting a deer or doing target practice. This has nothing to do with hunting, although that's a, a nice byproduct to feed your family. This is about keeping government in check. Why do you think so many people don't understand that? There are a lot of people in America who just don't understand the Second Amendment and its meaning? I think partly it's our educational system. They don't focus on the Constitution, even in a law school. I went to one of the best law schools in the country, founded by Thomas Jefferson, the University of Virginia. Uh, and we rarely, I don't, I don't remember ever even being in, in constitutional law for a semester and taking other constitutional law classes, being asked to actually open up the Constitution. It was always given in a casebook. We'd read the casebook that would tell us what the Constitution said. So I, I think it's largely our education. These educators... And our liberal education system doesn't want our people to know what's actually in the Constitution and what their rights are. I agree with you. It's Attorney General Ken Pax in the great state of Texas. Go follow him everywhere. He's constantly suing because he wants your rights to not be infringed by the central government. Another suit that you put up there was this $1.7 trillion boondoggle, this omnibus, that literally gave Nancy Pelosi the right to make our agenda and make our budget until next September. For some reason, the Republicans in the U.S. Senate, led by Mitch McConnell, decided they would vote for this piece of garbage. But you say that there's a violation of the rules and how they did it. Explain that. Well, the Constitution requires that there be a quorum present. And, and most legislatures in the country, I think, have the same rule. And quorum means their presence for 240-something years in our country, that has meant people show up to vote. Somehow, Nancy Pelosi on this spending bill, $1.7 trillion, authorized people not to be there and, and submit to the clerk of, of Congress some type of proxy where somebody else could vote for them. Well, that's not allowed by the Constitution. It's clearly unconstitutional. Hopefully, the courts won't make up some little caveat or little loophole that's what the law is. That's what the Constitution requires. You cannot vote by proxy. Otherwise, people could be voting from China. We would have no idea what they really want, how they really wanted to vote, because it was just somebody directing somebody else to vote. It's it's a great point. I think that really uh, started happening in in a wider swath when COVID was going on. They had all sorts of proxy votes going on. With our ability to do it over the the internet from an office outside the Capitol, if you fear COVID, you can still see the person and hear the person's vote. I would imagine that would be okay. But but if you get back to the actual rules, if if I hear you right, your presence is required. You're there representing your district, and if you're not there to make the vote, somebody can't vote in your. Like if you ask me to go vote for you, Ken. And I went and voted, and I voted. decided I'm going to vote opposite of what Ken told me. Who's going to stop me? Nobody would stop you. And even if you're voting like from another location, let's say you're in 
you're visiting China. How do we know that you really wanted to vote that way? Well, you could you could be held held hostage, and your Good vote point. may make the the vote. I I think the the, the presence requirement was, was significant for the founders to put in. They thought about it. They they every word meant something, and they they said you they needed a quorum, and there's a reason for that. It's uh, Ken Paxton, the Attorney General, great state of Texas. Go follow him everywhere. He's doing a great job. Sued Biden over 40 times now, all for good reason, all to protect your freedoms, your liberties, and the Constitution. And by the way, it's not just about Texas. You join in a lot of these other lawsuits. I think I think you're involved in Missouri versus Biden as well with the with all the technology that was being uh, shared between the FBI and, and Twitter and everything else. You're, you're part of that lawsuit too, right? Actually, I think we have our own lawsuit going. So sometimes we, we sue in different uh, circuits. So that we keep uh, we keep the DOJ busy fighting us in different places. Before I get into the border, let me ask you about technology for a second, if you don't mind. I know that our governor Greg Abbott here in Texas just said no government phones or devices can have TikTok. What are your thoughts about TikTok? This appears to be a Trojan horse. It appears to be able to get my facial ID, any data, even my keystrokes on my phone, because the CCP has access to every company that is based in China, and ByteDance that owns TikTok is based in China. Do you think TikTok should go away? We are very concerned about TikTok. We're actually investigating them right now. I can't tell you exactly where that investigation is going because we, we haven't finished it. But I can tell you this. We wouldn't be investigating if we weren't concerned about the connection to China and the Communist Party and the information that they are taking from every American that uses TikTok. So I think the governor and the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, and the governor of other states who have, who have banned TikTok have made wise decisions because we know that the Chinese government is using this information. You were in the forefront going after Google for ad fixing, for uh, going after them for for uh, putting people up higher or down lower, depending on their 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 uh, political persuasion. Where, where is all that right now? Uh, because Google is still doing what it does. It still hides information, still hides people like you, people like me, and they're going to continue doing that until unless somebody puts them in check. When you promise you're going to be a search engine that literally searches the internet, we don't expect that it's going to be leaning one way or the other. Yeah, so we have, I think, four lawsuits against Google. The biggest one, the one you're talking about, the antitrust one that is about advertising, they got removed to a multi-district litigation in New York. Uh, we're still looking at, we, there was a new law passed that potentially allows us to move back to Texas. And so we're looking at our options right now as the best place to do that. But we've definitely been slowed down by being forced by federal law to go to New York as opposed to where we filed it in Texas. So we are pursuing that litigation. I can guarantee you we're going to finish it, and I think we're going to end up having a very successful result, along with our other lawsuits against Facebook and Google where they've stolen our faces and they've stolen other information, right. and we're going to hold them accountable for that as well. Overall, as the Attorney General, not really a personal opinion, but as the Attorney General who wants our freedoms, our liberties, and our privacy all to be protected, you think it was a good thing that Elon Musk bought Twitter? Uh, I absolutely do. I think what I love about it is it, we're getting, we've gotten information that we otherwise wouldn't have got about how the federal government has engaged in working with these corporations illegally to abridge our First Amendment rights. And I think they've done that with the Second Amendment by working with other companies to do that. So the government is doing things through co corporations, through woke corporations that they otherwise would not be allowed to do by the Constitution. And when these, these corporations claim we're, we're a private corporation, we can do this. Well, not if you're participating with the federal government where they're paying you. Right. The FBI is paying you not to, you know, to eliminate certain information, especially when you have protection under Section 230 uh, to basically you're just a you're not you're claiming you're not a publisher. You're just a place to put stuff on. And then they they end up getting special protection. And in reality, they're, they're, they, they don't deserve it. So Twitter and Facebook and others were paid by the federal government. Twitter specifically, $3.5 million, something like that, 
to to um, publish, basically say who can and who can't say stuff on the site, and then they're protected by 230 where I can't sue them. That doesn't make any sense. Right. So 230's got to be revamped, right? No, it's incredible, yeah, because they claim that they're just a you know place to post, and therefore, unlike other publishers, like if you went out and slandered somebody or you wrote something that was libelous, uh, you could be sued and held accountable for that. They cannot be because they say, well, we don't choose. We just let everybody publish. We all know that's untrue. That's yeah. false. That, and therefore, why should they continue to be able to say, well, we're not a publisher when, when in reality they are. So they, they're, they get to do that. They get to choose and then also get special protection. I don't see why that needs to be in place. He's the Attorney General of the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton. One last issue. Uh, you wrote a, news, uh, a Newsweek article, an op-ed, about what's happening on the border. Let me just take you back to two days before Joe Biden went to El Paso, where, by the way, the best photo op he had was walking by the big, beautiful wall. I guess he felt very, very safe and comfortable in that picture because the wall was protecting him from anybody coming across the border. But two days before he went to El Paso, you've got, I'm sure you've seen these pictures side by side. You've got homeless encampments. You've got people going to the bathroom in the middle of the street. You've got residents of El Paso not feeling safe at all two days later right before biden showed up it's clean as a whistle it, it, it was as if somebody came in and did an extreme clean and uh, and got rid of everybody and, and when biden's there there are no problems on the border did you see that what, what did it make you think if you did see it and is the border any better since his visit uh absolutely it's not better I, i'm actually going to el paso tomorrow i'll be there for two days uh, i'm i'm imagining they won't clean that place up for me and it was obviously a, right. a, a photo op opportunity for the president to make the border look better than it is. The reality is, you know, we've got thousands of people coming across every day. I think over 5,000 a day just in Texas. And of course you didn't see that. You didn't see all the homelessness. Uh, they, they cleaned it up and, and they're promoting an image that's just completely false and then not addressing the, the very issues that they created. What's interesting to me about this is you're right. They're lying about it. They're pretending that it, that it isn't happening when it is happening. What bothers me the most is that they keep on saying Trump did it somehow. They somehow they keep on saying that they were handed a broken situation. You worked hand in hand with then President Trump. So did Greg Abbott. He heard from him all the time. And the president, then president, went to the border all the time. I know it was working. You know it was working. Why do you think they keep saying that it wasn't when it's provably false? I think if they, I think they believe, and the media backs them up on this. I'm not talking about you, but the mainstream media. Yeah. They repeat things enough, false things. And, and look, the numbers tell us that what Biden says is false. The numbers, the increase in illegal immigration, drug immigrant, uh, you know, cr- bringing drugs across the border, other crimes are up 300, 400 percent. Overdoses are up uh, 30, 40 percent. And and yeah, they tell us that things are better. And I think they believe if the media repeats that over and over, that a lot of the population will say, well, I hear that this is true, so it must be true. Who cares what the actual facts are? Ken, is there a possible lawsuit that you can that you can think of? And I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm not a lawyer, although my mom says I should be. Um, <laughs> yeah. In Mexico, we've got NGOs, non-governmental organizations, that are signing people up for asylum requests before they get to the border. Then when they get to the border, the Biden administration is not counting them as illegal crossings because they already have the paperwork filled out. They obviously are are messing with the numbers. They're playing with the numbers to make it look less than it is. In fact, they just recently said that from three countries, and I forget which three it was, Venezuela and a couple of others, uh, we've got a 97% decrease in the number of illegal crossings. That's because the NGOs are signing them up for asylum. I thought that was a process the government had to do. Is that legal? They're just playing with the numbers to make it look like fewer people are coming, and it's not true. The same amount are coming, if not more. Well, yeah, exactly. And they're also flying others in from four four different countries, so it looks like 
the numbers are down, but the reality is they're just instead of crossing the border, we're paying now to fly people all over the country who are here here illegally. Is there a legal problem with that? I yeah, we, we sued over that. We sued over that, and we're also investigating these NGOs. The very question you bring up, we're investigating NGOs right now that we think are violating federal law. So we're we are looking at that very issue right now, and we've sued over the other issue of of them flying people all over the country illegally. And they're putting them on parole. Is that the way it's supposed to be? You're on parole, so now you're legal here. Uh, no, ex- you know, parole is for for very you know limited circumstances, something very extreme, an emergency. Not everybody from a country is now on parole. If you're from Venezuela, we just grant you all parole. That is not what federal law says. That is a, an abuse of power and a violation of the Constitution. Have you heard from the Biden administration about any of this stuff? No, unfortunately, they don't respond to our, our inquiries. The only thing, we'll send them letters. They never respond. We, they don't give us any way to contact them. So the only way we can contact them is through the uh, federal district courts. Ken, I appreciate the hard work for the state of Texas and for the United States Constitution. It's Ken Paxton, the Attorney General here in Texas. Thanks a million. Keep me updated on these stories, would you? Thanks, Joe. All Talk right, to you later. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Ken Paxton coming on. We'll have that interview and all the interviews from tonight. Sarah Carter, Tracy Beans, up on Rumble, probably in about two hours. So go check that out. Just go to JoePags.com, click on Watch. Let's do some pop culture. Up. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula, what's happening? Did you see the story about Ryan Seacrest leaving uh, Live with Kelly and Ryan? I saw it in passing. Why is he leaving, does he say? Uh, he doesn't necessarily say. I mean, he's, like, they're making it sound like he's moving back to California. Uh, Has he been doing it like like 10 years or so? Uh, I think it's six. Very interesting. He'd only planned on staying for three, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. I know for a while he was flying back and forth between that and American Idol between California and New York. That's going to be tough. That's Polo, that's Sam, I'm Joe. We'll see you, bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.